This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everyone. Very, 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 very excited. Rabbi Wallerstein here tonight because the, the Safer Lesson a Day in Kibbutz of the Aim was just sent to Archgrove to be, uh, to be edited and to be printed. And uh, we're very excited. Baruch Hashem, um, we have 178 pages. Um, 300, 300 and I think it's 358 days that we're selling. Um, you can you can support us by taking a page. Um, all those that are listening, before we, I'm going to actually read to you from the book tonight. Um, right now, we started selling last Wednesday. Baruch Hashem, we have sold 68 pages, which is two months and two months and like eight days. Um, if you want, if you're interested now, these 68 pages I can't sell anymore. So if you have a date that you want, uh, that you got married, uh, that you got engaged, someone got, someone was born, simchish, a yard site for someone, whatever it is, a special day. Um, so you got to get in there first because once we sell this page, we can't sell it again. Like I know that someone called today for Yom Kippur, and like five minutes before that, someone took Yom Kippur. So, if you want a page, this is what you got to do. You go either online, if you're online, to info, I-N-F-O, at ornava, O-H-R-N-A-A-V-A, as in Victor, dot com, info at ornava dot com, or you call 917-444-7555, or you call 718-647- 6228 extension 200. Again, you either go to info at ornava.com, O H R N A A V A.com, or you call, and someone nice will answer the phone, 917 444 7555, or 718 647 6228 extension 200. And just give them the date you want and set it up. We only have 358 days, and 68 are gone already. So now we're in the 200s, and everyone has a special day. Baruch Hashem, Mitz Hashem, my birthday is this Sunday. You know what? Everyone who's watching, send me an email, and that's my Hebrew birthday. I'm not telling you my English birthday. My Hebrew birthday is this Sunday. Yud Aleph Tammuz, send me an email. I'll give you a bracha on my birthday. Send me an email. So, just give you a sample Lesson number 10 in the Sefer of Kibbut of Aim, which you can be a part of. So, it says, Honor your father and mother, so that the day, your days will be lengthened upon the land that Hashem has given you. The Mishnah says, we say it every morning in davening, in chakras, these are the mitzvahs whose fruits a man eats in this world, but whose principal rewards intact for him in the world to come. So mitzvah that you get rewarded here and in the next world. Give it over aim. The Torah Torah writes, the reward of both worlds is implicit in the Torah. Your days will be less and refers to the world to come. While al-hadama, upon the land, refers to the reward in this world. The reason why the Torah spells out the reward for this mitzvah, right, only this mitzvah and shulach ha-kan, so of David Heksher, say for Shiraz David, says to emphasize the mitzvah's importance. Rebbeinu Bachaya, Bachya, signing Rav Sadi Goyen, offers an additional reason. When parents live long and become weak and infirm, right, they get sick and they're old people, this can prove to be a difficult burden for their children. You've got to take them to the doctor, you've got to come and take care of them, they have to move into your house. Lest the children feel distressed over this burden, the Torah informs them that by caring for your parents in their old age, you will also become old, mitzvah Hashem. You will also attain longevity. As the legendary Rabbi Yushalayim, Rabbi Yosef Chayim Zarafal put it, Halacha states that when honoring one's parent, one need to incur a personal monetary loss, the expenses for the mitzvah will be taken from your parents' own funds. In other words, you don't have to spend the money. You can take from your parents' funds to spend the money on them. But, as the familiar saying goes, time is money. What about the valuable time that a person invests in honoring his parents? Take them up, take them to the hospital, take them to the doctor, right? All this time. How is one reimbursed for this expense? That is why the Torah informs us that the reward for kibbutz of the aim, it, honoring appearance, is the length of days, meaning long life. 
One, not be, one may not be concerned that he is losing time because he's helping his parents, he's doing kibbutz. Such losses will be returned with interest in the form of the Yerichon Yemecha, added longevity. Okay, next week we'll talk about Rav Aaron Leib Steinman, um, a story that he says over from the Chazon Ish, when a little boy asked the Chazon Ish, why are you such a big tzaddik? What did you do in your life that made you such a big tzaddik? And his answer was, I went to visit my mother every day. That's what he said. So, the book is at Artscroll, Chaparain, call those numbers, or info at ornava.com. Leave a message if no one answers the phone, and, and we'll, 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 we'll block the day. And then we'll talk to you about it. But if we don't block the day, someone gets the day, you can always take a day before, a day after, whatever it is. This Sunday, you could, you could take a day for Rabbi Wallenstein. It's Yid Aleph. Yid Aleph Thomas is my birthday. Some of you might want to say, no, I don't want to take it on his birthday. I want to take the day after his birthday. Two days after his birthday. Three days after. Three months after his birthday. We can sell all of them just after my birthday. Before my birthday. Anyway, you should all have a tzlach and bracha. And the bracha should come true to everyone. That you should have a long life here, long life there. We should see Mashiach and Harry remain or remain. Thank you. That's that. Now we'll go to the shir. Got it? Because he wants to put it up on the side, on the front. I don't know. He's got all, Yosef has all kinds of plans. Could you give me a chumash from behind you, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting shit tonight. Interesting share. Okay, are we are we taping? Okay. Okay, this week's Pasha Pasha's Chukas. Pasha's Chukas. Pasha's Chukas. Zoy Chukas Hatayra Shetiv Hashem. Lamar. These are the chokum of the Torah that Hashem commanded us. Yikalecha haraduma timima she'ein ba mum Take a paraduma has no mum. Never had a yoke on it. Doesn't have more than two hairs. Discoloring from red, or it's two white hairs, a white or black hair. And uh, you burn it, and you sprinkle it, and you mix it with water, and you sprinkle it out on the person who's tame, and the client becomes tame, and the, and the person who's tame becomes tar. Zagrashi, Zais Kukasatara. Why do you pick this one? Zais Kukasatara. This is the Chaik of the Torah. Why do you wear tzitzes? Why is wool and linen not good together? There's a lot of things we don't understand in the Torah that are chukim. So why? Specifically, the Torah pick paraduma zokrashi fishas satan umas ha'ayla mayin in etz yisrael because the satan and the gayim are going to bother us. Leima mahamitzvah zois. What's going on over here? What kind of mitzvah is this? Umatam yeshpo. What's the reason for this mitzvah? The figure calls a bachuka. That's why the Torah says it's a chuka. Says Rashi that Hashem says gzeirahim alafonai. You're not allowed you're not allowed you're not allowed to think about this. So boys and girls and women and men who are ever listening to this share, Rashi says that the reason we pick Paraduma because the Gayim and the Satan are gonna bother us about this mitzvah. Is there anyone out there who's listening to Rabbi Wallstein share? That the Satan ever came to you in your head and said, Chaim, Yankee, Rivka, Leah, what's up with the Paraduma? Why do you guys do that? I don't know, my Satan that deals with me, he never asked me that question. And I deal with a lot of non Jewish people in the world. Nobody, they ask me, Mikvah, why do women go to this water? And Shabbos, like, what's the problem with the bone? 
out of a fish and a lot of other questions. Why do you wear that on your head? That's the most asked question. What's this yarmulke? Why are you wearing that on your head? Nobody in 40 years doing business in this world ever came up to me and said, you're Jewish? Yeah, I'm Jewish. What's up with that red heifer? Like, what are you guys doing with that red, red cow? Nobody ever asked me. And Hashem's making a zera. You hear this? This you can't talk. This you can't. You can think about whatever you want. That you can't think about. What's going on here? It's not true. Rashi's not true. Rashi's not true. The, the Sultan doesn't bother me. And Goyim don't bother me about this. And he's saying the whole reason it's Paradum is because they're bothering me. I don't understand. Rashi is true. Rashi is always true. Rashi is saying as follows. What's the paraduma is a carbon, right? What makes the paraduma a different carbon than all other carbonos? Because it's metame esatahar. The person who's pure becomes tame, the kohen. And the person who's tame becomes pure. Which seems to be ze lo fear. If, if what I'm doing makes you pure, how can I can become unpure? If the water, if I'm pouring water, if, if, you, if I'm taking a glass of water and I'm pouring it into another glass and that glass has water, of course the water came from here. How could you say this glass never had water? So the, the, it doesn't make sense. The guy who's pure, the tzaddik, becomes tummy. And the guy whose tummy becomes pure, I understand that the guy whose tummy becomes pure. That's what a carbon does. That's normal. A carbon does that. It makes the person whose tummy tar by a nazir, by, not, by a nazir, is not tummy, but by a nazir and by a mitzorah, the carbon makes the mitzorah tar. That makes sense. But the claim by a mitzorah doesn't become tummy. That part doesn't make sense. Another word for this is. Sadik Viralo, the good guy has a terrible life. And Russia, the bad guy, the Tameh guy, becomes Tar. He has a great life. He walks out of there, let's go, let's eat some Kaddish. And now the coin's Tameh. What coin wants to do a job like that anyway? Kahanam only there for two weeks. And then you can tell me, I, I should do Paraduma? I should become Tameh? I don't become Tameh. So what, 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 what's different about this carbon than the other carbon is that the good guy gets punished. That doesn't make sense. Now that is something that the world and the satan bother us all the time. Sadik Viralo. The good guy is suffering and the bad guy is partying. That's what Rashi is saying. Gezerah Milofanai Hashem says, you cannot think about why good people suffer and bad people don't. Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem that question. Hashem says, none of your business. Dovah Melech asked Hashem that question. So what Rashi is saying, of course no one bothered you about the red heifer. Who cares about the red cat? But they're, they're bothering you about what the red heifer stands for. They're bothering you what the paraduma stands for. And that's something that does bother a lot of us. We see tzaddikim and we see good people suffer. And we see bad people party. And that Rashi's right about. That's what Hashem says. Zerah melafonai. from in front of me. That you cannot ask these questions. Okay. Next. Yes. Yeah, because you don't have the answers. When you ask a question, you don't have an answer. You begin to doubt the truth. Okay. Now, this is very fascinating. We're going to learn about Aaron's death, and we're going to learn that inside. Aaron dies. Now, what did Aaron bring to Klai Yisrael? Miriam brought the water, the well. She dies in this week's parasha. After Miriam dies, Aaron dies. He brought the clouds that surrounded Klai Yisrael. Okay? So now they were unprotected once he died. And the Kanani heard about this. And they came to attack us because we didn't have the clouds around us. And Klaistro came to Moshe. Now there was no more Aaron. Why are you taking it out of it? Try him to die in the Midmar. 
Ki ain lechem, we don't have bread. We ain mayim, we don't have water. And I have shen who cuts him, lechem hakloikel. And we're sick and tired of, 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 of the mun. We're such ingrates. Such ingrates. So they came to Moshe and they complained. Hashem saw this and became angry because they were ingrates. They were not grateful, just the opposite. They threw it back at Moshe Rabbeinu. We don't want this bread. So Hashem sent snakes, slithering, slimy snakes against Klai Yisrael. And they bit them. By Yamas Amram Yisrael, and a lot of Jews died. By Moshe, and the nation came to Moshe. By Yama Chatanu, we sin. Kidibano Hashem Ubach, we badmouth God and we badmouth you. It's Paul Hashem. Please dive into Hashem. We yosem elinot and achosh, and take away from us the snake. By Moshe Baram. Now, normally, boys, Moshe Benu Davind. Even by the Makos, Hashem took it away. Here Hashem said, no, your davening is not enough. You're going to have to do something. Make for you a, 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 a snake. Make a snake. Um, uh, an image of a snake. The similar And put him on a pole. And whoever got bitten should look at the snake. And he will live. And Moshe made a snake out of copper. And he put him on the stick. That's, by the way, the snake that's on the stick that doctors wear. Their emblem on doctors, right? Medical. So that medical sign is the snake on a stick because this is where the, the Torah talks about healing. That when they looked at the snake, they get healed. So all the, all the doctors in the world, the medical world, has a snake and a stick. That's where it comes from. The guy got bitten by a snake. He looked up at the at the snake, the copper snake, and he lived. So Hashem did not just listen to his tefillah and say, "Okay, they did tshuva." Hashem said, "No, we have to do something here." And I'm going to explain to you why. Why did he do that? So the answer is as follows. I actually spoke to a girl about this. I spoke to a girl about this tonight. Nothing happens in this world due to nature. Nature, medicine, is fake. What, what does that mean? Hashem is hidden. So, you're not just going to get better. You take a pill, you take medicine, whatever it is, or a doctor, and Hashem makes it look like the pill made you better, chemo made you better, radiation made you better, uh, surgery made you better, the the antibiotics made you better, penicillin made you better. Really, none of that stuff works. It works only because Hashem makes it work, and makes it look like it works. Now, the cloud of Aaron HaKohen the water, the mud, was all from Hashem. The Jews lost it here. Hashem brought out snakes. The snakes bit them. It looks like the snakes bit them. They died from the snake poison. Hashem's like, it's a Gemara, Loha Nachash. It's not the Nachash that kills you, it's the Averis that kills you. Hashem said to Moshe, we're going to teach them a lesson. And that's why it has a lot to do with medicine. You're going to make a snake out of copper that has no medicinal, nothing. It's not anti, anti-venom. It's not penicillin. It's copper. One snake. They're going to look up at it. And they're going to be healed from the snake bite. Hey, how does that work? It works because the snake bite's not what's really killing you. It's your separation from Hashem. 
So if we're going to put a snake on a stick, and Rashi says you're going to look up at the snake. When you look up at the snake, you're going to be looking up at Shemayim. When you look up at Shemayim, you're going to remember that it's Hashem. You remember that none of the poisons in this world are really poison, and none of the medicines in this world are really medicines. And you realize everything comes from Hashem. So that bite that the snake gave you, which is really fake, because it's Hashem that's really behind the, the poison in the, in the snake, that bite's not going to hurt you anymore. Why? Because you're going to realize that everything's from Hashem. So you don't really need medicine. So you're just going to look at a copper snake. Why did, I, why, did, why did they make a snake? Why did they put a Torah? If you want me to look up, and that should remind that God's in Shammai, and put a pair of tefillin on the pole. Oh, pair of tefillin. You came up, came. Put a, put a safe tire on the pole. Why are you putting a snake on the pole? Because the snakes will bit you. The snakes would you think kill the people. No. I'm going to put a fake snake made out of copper and it's going to heal you even though it has no healing properties. Because really, nothing has healing properties. Only God has healing properties. The tefillah, I brought it with me, that you're supposed to say before you take any medicine. Because the medicine doesn't... It's a blue card, yeah. The medicine doesn't really work. So I'd like to read this to all of you. You should get this card. You take a, you take a, you take a vitamin? You take a Tylenol? You take an antibiotic because you have a, uh, a strap? This is what you're supposed to say. Prayer for the good health. It should be the will of you, Hashem. Elokai, my God. That the, the use of this medicine, should bring me good health. Because... You are you heal graciously. It's an arachayim brings it down. So what you're saying is, I'm taking this medicine. I know this medicine doesn't really work. Only if you make it work. So I'm saying a prayer that this medicine is really just an asek. It's it's just something I'm doing. It's an it's an action that I'm doing because because you're the one who gives the refuah So Hashem actually look up at the snake and you realize it's a copper snake. But the snake that bit me, that's not going to kill me. Because it's only going to kill me if I didn't... I'm going to read you some crazy stories tonight. It's only going to kill me if I didn't have Eira. If I didn't have Eira, I do Tshuva. So that snake is what healed them. Now, what I learned in psychology is... One second. If a snake bit me, the biggest trigger for me is to look at another snake. I'm not a copper. Put anything else up there but a snake. I deal with girls with triggers. Someone hurt them, right? There's a story talking about triggers. The story was in Time magazine. I read it in one of the magazines many, 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 many years ago. The woman, uh, there was a woman who was the CFO, CEO of a huge American corporation. And they, excuse me, and they had a very big meeting. And she's the CEO. So she's sitting at the head of this table. 40, 50, 100 people sitting at the table. Sitting at the table, about to open up the meeting, and the last guy who was coming in, who was a secretary to write notes, walks in and he's wearing a bright red tie. And this woman, who's the CEO, who everyone's like bows down to, jumps up, jumps like in her seat, goes ah, like this, like this, and she gets con- it's a true story. She gets control of herself, and she puts her hand on the mama's shaking, and everyone in the room's like, what? Just happened. What was that? Because she's like a very controlled person. And she, and, and she, goes into, she goes through the meeting and she's mom is shaken up. At the end of the meeting, she had, she had a personal secretary. So she asked the personal secretary, what was that, if you don't mind telling me? She said, when I was a little girl, my father used to beat me. And he would walk into my room wearing a red tie. And then he would just beat me up. And when that guy walked in with the same tie, even though I knew it wasn't my father, I saw my father. So I tried to defend myself. In psychology, it's called transference. Triggers. Why would you put a snake on top? The guy just got bit by a snake. Go look up at the snake. What's the first thing they teach you in psychology if you... If a kid almost drowned in the, in the pool, throw him back in the pool. If you don't throw him back in the pool, he'll never go back in the pool. 
Somebody was just in a bad car accident, make him drive tomorrow. Otherwise, he'll never drive. Face your snakes. Face, face your adversaries. That is the greatest healing power that exists. So we're not putting a frog up there. We're not putting a Pirtzfilin up there. We're not putting a UK Vufke up there. A snake, bit, a snake bit you? That was a snake that was full of poison. But stare at this snake, look up at Shemayim, and snakes can't bother you anymore. And I was telling this girl tonight, you need to have a relationship with Hashem. People don't hurt themselves who have relationships with Hashem. You, you need to have a relationship with Hashem. You need to know that lo hanachish meimis, that there is really nothing, everything that you think is very real, it's all Him. He's hidden in everything. And a person's job, if someone would come and ask me, Rabbi Wallerstein, what's a Jew's job in this world? In one sentence. I would say, to find God, to find Hashem in everything. To reveal Him, His hiddenness in the world, to be able to reveal Him to yourself, and then in turn, to the rest of the world. Find Hashem in a snake bite. Find Hashem in, find Hashem in everything. And, and the truth is that this tefillah is that we know that medicine doesn't work, but because Baruch I'm davening to you that it should be a shliach. The doctor's a shliach. You can't heal. So, so yeah, you gotta you gotta look at your you gotta look at your enemy, the guy who in your in, you gotta look him in the eye. But you can't just you can't look him in the eye. I, I'm going a little bit deep here. I have to, I'm trying to be very careful what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it. Children that have gone through trauma, not children, anybody, any human being that has gone through trauma, a sexual trauma, physical trauma, emotional trauma, spiritual trauma, any trauma in their life has triggers, like the lady with the red tie. Kleistrol here went through a trauma. They were bitten by snakes. They have triggers. The way to heal them right away was to have them face that trigger at the same time, have them look up at God. So, if you have a trigger of something that happened to you, the way to get through the trigger, because you're going to get triggered in life, is to, is to have a very good, close relationship with our Baruch Hu, so that when you have when you when you get triggered, you can run to him. That this is what's happened. This is this is what happened in this week's parasha. It's very very deep, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. Why look up at a snake? Why a snake? Hashem's name. They had the tzitz. They had the tzitz from our Akoyin. Put the tzitz up there. It said, right? Hashem. It was the most holy thing. It it took Bilam down from the sky. They had the tzitz. Put the tits up. Let them look up at Shemayim. Let them look at the tits. They're the luchos. Put the luchos up there. Nope. The snake. Your trigger. The snake bit you. You got to look at the snake. But the only way you're going to make the snake, you're going to make it and not freak out. Oh my God, there's another snake. Is, Rashi says, is that when you're looking up at the snake, Hashem is behind the snake. I don't know, I don't know, you know, I don't want to start up with the therapeutic world, but I do. Um, you need God. You need God. I mean, even 12 steps, right, which is not specifically Jewish, there's a higher power. They're, they're, you know, the Mormons in, 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 you know, they're not Jews, and they're, they're, they're Mormons in Utah, and they, I've been there, and I've sat in their sessions. Yeah, you, you, you have to have a relationship with God. They talk about it all the time. They can't do it outside of Utah because you're really not allowed to talk about God in all our liberal places, you know. They want to take in God we trust off the coin. You're not allowed to talk about Hashem, but they're in Utah and they are allowed to. And that's, they talk about it all the time. All the time. 
You can't heal without God. They say in the front, you can't heal without God, you can't heal without God. Here, we have, a, way before any Mormons or anyone, the Torah was given, and Moshe Rabbeinu was like, we're not putting the Arunach Kodesh up there, we're not putting the Luchos up there, we're not putting the Tits up there, we're putting a snake. There's no Kedusha in the snake. What's Kedusha? Says Hashem's name? What's Kedusha in the snake? In fact, the guardian came and said, we know about the snake, copper snake, you also serve idols. It was a problem, the snake. The guardian came later, and they said, show us, we know about the copper snake. You serve the copper snake. Because there are, there are many guys that serve snakes. It's, it's one of the old-time, you know, black magic type of thing. It's snakes. So that you also serve snakes. So it was, it was even like Moshe Rabbeinu was making something. Hashem told him to make something that could be misconstrued as a way Zara. Hashem's like, no, it has to be a snake. No Kedusha. No Kedusha. It's a piece of copper. But they're going to look up. If they look up, they can be triggered. They were just bitten. People are dying. They can be triggered because if they look up, they have God. And if you have God, you can make it. And I'm not advertising for my, my ranch. But part of my ranch, and we don't preach, okay? And we have Shabbos. We have everything. Baruch Hashem, it's amazing. We just got this couple. They're amazing. Sharon and her husband. They're amazing from couple that are there. She's a... She's an RN, and she's a, and she and she's the cook, and there, and we have Shabbos, and and you can come to the Shabbos table, you cannot come to the Shabbos table. But when I sit with the girls, I sit outside, and it's 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 so therapeutic. I'm not there's no chumash out there in, in the fields, but I'm like, just look at the world that Hashem created. It is so therapeutic. It's so therapeutic. You have Hashem, you can look at the snake that bit you, and you can heal. And if you don't have Hashem, the snake will kill you. You can heal by looking at a silly copper snake. And that's what Hashem wanted to show them. I'm not showing you a chumash. I'm not showing you luchos. I'm showing you a snake. But, who's above the snake? Who's on the top of the ladder, Yaakov? I am. And as long as you realize that, a copper snake can heal you. A placebo a placebo can do more than chemo. Because if you realize that it's all Hashem, you only need a placebo. Placebo doesn't kill any good cells. Chemo kills good cells. A placebo with Hashem, you're good to go. But it has to be real. You can't just wake up and say, oh, I believe in Hashem when it comes to Shidduchim. I believe in Hashem when I'm sick. I believe in it. It has to be an emuna that you have all the time and a bitachim that you have all the time. Here you see a perfect, a copper snake. You try, you try right now, if someone should get bit by these snakes that are poisonous and, and, and live by looking at something copper. Now you looked up, you remember the Hashem, you realize this, the poison from the snake is nothing, it's all from Hashem. If I do tshuva, Hashem, I'm not going to die from it. All right, now we learn this insight. It's not just like Rabbi Wallerstein came up with this concept. Rabbi Wallerstein didn't come up, how, how much time did we, did we learn so far? 25? How long? Okay, we only have another three hours. Okay, listen. So this week's power show, they're all shutting off their things. Like, oh my God, three more hours. No. Another half hour. What? Everyone in Israel is waking up. I hear you. It's uh, 6.15, yeah. You know what time for seeking is? I was there last week. 5.32. Wow. Do you know what time? I'm going to the Midwest on... I'm going to the Midwest on Thursday... To a girls' camp in Kalamazoo, near Kalamazoo, 45 minutes out of Kalamazoo, in the boondock somewhere. They didn't have water. They have they don't have toilets. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I'm not staying there long enough, so I don't have to take a shower. But um, 4:26 is Talos and Tzolong. I have to take a very early flight. So 4:26 in Shemer Shabbos is a minion. For Shachras. 426. And the last meeting for Meyerv is at 330. Interesting, no? A long Meyerv and you, know, you can just put on your toe. 426 in the morning. Wow. I heard that meeting finishes like at 5. Or 5 to 5. I have to get there earlier. No, I'm catching a plane at 620 something from Newark. All right, anyway, you gotta do what you gotta do. Right, what a world. You can get up, you can start that, you can then go to Shemeshav. What are we going to tell Hashem, people who live in Brooklyn? 
You have a minion every shakras you want to dominate at 425. If you want to dominate at 1145, you can do that too. Shame shul. Probably in the same room. It's all good. It's all Hashem. It's all Tfilos. It's all good. All right. The guy, who, the guy who's davening at 11.30 is probably delivering babies. He's a doctor. Who knows? We don't know. At least he goes to daven. All right, listen. So Aaron HaKohen, oh, very sad. They came to a mountain called Ahar. They came to a mountain called Ahar. So he told Moshe Rabbeinu, it's time for Aaron to die. He can't go into, he can't go into Israel because of the thing that happened with the rock. Okay? Now, it's beautiful, beautiful Medrash. Moshe Rabbeinu did not know how to tell Aaron that he's dying. He didn't know how to tell him. Aaron was busy. You should be a... a Talmud of Aaron, right? Oyev Shalom, Oyev Shalom. So he was busy bringing people who were fighting together, bringing the, uh, separated man and wife together. So he couldn't die, because that's all he did. Well, how could he die, right? So Hashem told him, told Moshe Rabbeinu, that it's time for him to go. So listen to this. Hashem said, take off his bide kohuna. And give it to his son. Why are you in such a rush to kill my brother? And if the reason that Aaron has to die now is because you swore that not, he can't go into Israel, we know that B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain settled outside of Israel. Let Aaron live with them. They don't have to die. Nope, I'm sorry, impossible. That Yisrael is totally, and that Aaron dies. And if Aaron doesn't die, then Klaishol can't go into Yisrael. Okay, listen well, to this beautiful, beautiful medrash about two brothers. Hishkim Moshe gets up in the morning. Aaron and comes to Aaron. Amalai Aaron Achi. And I want to learn with you. He comes early in the morning to Aaron. He says, I want to learn with you. Aaron gets up. He says, Welcome, my brother. You came now so early in the morning to learn with me? Something's up. Something's up. Amalai Moshe. He said, I was learning something and something's bothering me. So I want to talk to you about it. I don't know what is this. I'm only Moshe. I don't know. I forgot. You have to get him up. I will eat it in safe vibration. But I remember that my question is in safe vibration. This is how smart Moshe Abena was. So he's dragging Aaron now to learn something in vibration. I will eat safe vibrations. I guess Aaron had this farm. Bring me safe vibrations. And, and if I look at it, I'll remember what I need to ask you. So they took together. They started to learn from the beginning. What Hashem created in the six days of Rishas. It's good that Hashem created this. Aaron said yes. When they came to the, on the sixth day of the creation of Adam, Moshe said. Moshe Abeno said, Adam Arisha to Adam Arisha, and I guess he was speaking to him. Why did you bring death to the He's trying to tell Aaron something. Why did you bring death to the world? You can't talk like that about Adam. It's not a bad thing. Why are you saying it's a bad thing? Raw. It's not a bad thing. Hashem was Gazar on the human being that he has to die. That even Adam and Chava, that Hashem created with his own hands, and he made 13 chuppas when they got married, Hashem said, you're going to have to die. So Aaron's telling Moshe why are you using the word raw when it comes to death? Death is not bad. 
Hashem doesn't do anything that's bad. and I was in Shemayim with the Malchei and you fought the Malchamobis, and that it went happened by Kairach, that you brought out the Ketairas by Maishel by Kairach. So you are stronger than the Satan, and, I'm, and I was bigger than So, So you think we're going to die? After saying all this, Aaron didn't get it. He didn't get that Moshe was trying to tell him we're, we're going up the mountain to die. I'm like, Moshe, I don't understand. It says in the Pasuk by Avram, It says that Avram was going in, to his parents in peace, which means he was dying. He still didn't understand. I'm like, Moshe, maybe Aaron was supposed to, maybe it's getting close to our days to die. He said to him, If Moshe said to Aaron, Moshe Ben said to Aaron Akain, if Hashem came to you right now and said, in 20 years you're dying, would you be makabal that with love? Whatever Hashem does is right. Moshe, 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, what would you say? Aaron said, he's a tzaddik, Hashem's a tzaddik. Well, Moshe, what happens, Aaron, my brother, if Hashem says you're dying today? Now that you accepted that you would die today, and you would still think Hashem's a tzaddik, we have to go up into the mountain. Moshe went up first, and Aaron followed him. Like when you take a, a, a lamb to be shechted. That moment, Hashem said to the angels, What are you so... Why were you so in wonder that Yitzchak went to the Mizbeach? Here, look, the older brother is going first. And the older brother is going second, and the, and he's following the younger brother to be makabal his misa. The three of them got to the mountain. Elazar, the son, Aaron, and Moshe. Moshe Aaron. Moshe began to undress Aaron. Aaron, Aaron So Aaron was dying. So he asked him, "What do you see?" Aaron, anyway, clum. I don't see anything. covered only the clouds. Moshe. Achi, my brother, Hichnes Lamarazu, go into the. Oh, he wasn't dying yet. Go, go into the cave. Nicholas Lamara, he went into the cave. Urami Tasa, they saw a bed. Mutsas made. Umenora by Shiva Kunlamarashetzel. And on the head of the bed was a menorah with seven candelabras. Dabashalay Zachalay Shub Tzadik. No Tzadik ever had that. Okay? Like it says, Since he lit the menorah, there was a menorah at the top of the bed. Moshe Rabbeinu said to Aaron, lay in this bed. And he laid in the bed. Straighten out your hands. He straightened out his hands. Close your mouth. Close his mouth. Close your eyes. He closed his eyes. Moshe Aaron. What she said to Aaron at that point, Amali, tell me, what do you feel? I can't tell you about the moment I died. I felt that unbelievable beauty that I can't even explain. The Shekhinah came down, kissed Aaron, and took his soul. And then the cloud covered the mountain. Well, uh, and Moshe and, and Allah, his son, came and kissed him. And Hashem said, leave. They both left. And the cave closed. But Moshe saw the beautiful way that Aaron died. He said, I want that I should die the same way. It happened. Gather yourself to die like your brother Aaron died. They came down, they ripped their clothing, and they said, Oi, 
Oita us that the protector of Chayashal left. Now, this is very fascinating. I don't know, Chayashal really, really gave Moshe Rabbeinu a very hard time. So he comes down the mountain. They go up three. Aaron, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Elazar. They come down two. Moshe Rabbeinu and Elazar. What do you think the Jews are saying? Moshe killed his brother because he wants to be Kohen Gadol. Or, Elazar killed his father because he wants to be Kohen Gadol. You believe that? Moshe Rabbeinu? He killed his brother? Who he... Who he he loved someone. Like, like, what are you saying? We killed Aaron? Yeah, that's what they said. One said Moshe Haraglach, and Moshe killed his brother to get the Kuhuna. One said Allah killed his father to get the Kuhuna. And then others said, no, he died. It was time for him to die. So Hashem had to make a miracle because the cave was closed, and they said they were going to kill Moshe because he killed his brother, and they loved Aaron more than Moshe. So they were storming Moshe to kill him. And they said, if we don't see... Um, the cave was closed. He couldn't even show him the body. So Hashem took the body out on a, on a bed and put it in the sky so that they could see Aaron. That Moshe Abedin didn't kill him. Crazy! Crazy. Alright, I want to end with this. Very, very important. Fascinating story, which is which connects to my sh- when I started off with, with the snake. Talked about the snake. Okay. In you're going to ask, does a snake kill or give life? As long as we were looking up at the copper snake, we asked him for pity. He said something fascinating. Talk about talk about psychology. He says the the smart people in in doctors and medicine say so a, a person who's bitten was Whatever animal bit you, you're not allowed to look at a picture of it. By looking, it's going to kill you. If a dog with rabies bites you, if you look into a pond of water where you can see a reflection, you're going to see dogs chasing you, and you'll die. The Gemara says, someone who was bitten by a kelov shaita, he has to wait 12 months to drink water from a keli that he can see his reflection. Alright, anyway, listen to the story. There's a story with Rabbi Elazar, the son of Rabshim Baychai. They were in the midbar, they were learning Tyra. And while they were sitting there under a tree, a snake, huge snake, came by them. Amalei Rabbi Lazar, Nochash, Nochash, Chazin Lim Kaimcha. Rabbi Lazar told the snake, go back to where you came from. She'isha ato heilich lahargai, because the man that you are out going now to kill, Kvachoza b'tshuva. He already did tshuva. So snake, your job's up. Go back home. Go back to your hole. V'nisrachan al-avan cha'asa, and the person who did the avera that you're going to kill, he did chayyeh charata, and he, he accepted himself not to, not to sin anymore. They were in shock. How did you know about this? What's going on over here? She said, I'll tell you the whole Misa. He said, this, this snake was sent from Shemayim to kill this man. And the man did tshuva, so there was no reason to kill him. But the snake would not go back to his hole. Because once he's sent to kill someone, he has to kill someone. So, I sent the Nachash to go to a cave where there's a, a bad idol worshiper who's 
a Russia, and he tried to kill a Jew and he stole all his money, go kill him. So when the, the Nachash heard that, he turned around and he slithered to the cave. Okay? So they, they, they have to see this. How could this be? So they went to the cave. The guy's dead. And next to him is a bag of money. So, fine. They go back and they find the man sitting under a tree. And he's crying. And they said, why are you crying? And he said, I was attacked by this, by this idol worshiper and he beat me. And he, and he stole from me all my money. And the money that I have is for a widow and an orphan who have no money. They said, would you recognize him, the one that did this to you, the highway robber? He said, yes, they took him back to the cave. He said, that's him. So they said, you were supposed to, what, what Avera did you do? He said, it's Avera. He said, did you do tshuva? He said, tshuva. He said, we watched the snake that was supposed to get you, ended up, because you did tshuva, turned around, and got this guy. And they were, they were in total shock. I want to read you from the Ma'am lawyers. Listen very carefully, everyone, to what I'm telling you. He says the following from inside. Ella, everybody who's listening, listen carefully to this. If you're driving, pull over to the side. Ella, do you should know. Shekol harifuos. That all medicine, be a day they are in the hands of God. The and it has nothing to do with the human being. but sometimes God sends the refuah, the healing, through a messenger that is the doctor. Hashem puts in the doctor's heart that this medicine will work for this person. But sometimes God sends a refuah not through a doctor. What's the difference? If Hashem sends it through a doctor or he does it through a doctor if Hashem sends the, the, the refuah through a doctor, the disease will come back. When Hashem does the refuah, the machla doesn't come back. How do you know this? Because it says, So refeinu Hashem, is a fey. A fey, actually, is a fey. A fey doesn't have a dot. When it comes to a doctor, it says, Rapo Yurape. Hashem gave the power to a doctor to heal. Rapo Yurape is a pay with a dot. When a doctor does it, Rapo Yurape, there's still a little of the disease left, a dot. When Hashem does it, there's nothing left. And I'm going to end with this story. And I just told this story last week to somebody. that Because... People are worried with money, with panosa, with this, with that. And, and panosa also, the business is a fake. It's, it's a means to get you the money. But the money is really coming from Hashem. Here's a Neira Dika um, story. My Sahaya. Shiro Akrov, who saw it? Yud Zion. This is a wild story. This is from, um, 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 oh, it's a Gemara. It's a Gemara in Nida, Perekleisha. And the story is like this. Guys, listen to this. Shiro Akrav Echa, they saw a scorpion. I saw one in Eretz Yisrael for the first time in my life this year, when I was just there. They saw a scorpion, and the scorpion is standing on the, on the banks of a river. 
and a frog comes. And it leaves the water, the frog, and it goes to the banks of the, of the, of the river. And it parks itself by the scorpion. But instead of the scorpion biting the frog and killing it, the scorpion goes onto the back of the frog. And the frog with the scorpion on it, because the scorpions don't swim in water, swims to the other side of the river. Now it gets off the frog's back onto the ground. And it finds a person. It bites him and it kills him. When Hashem wants to do something, He'll use a frog to carry a scorpion. Everything is from Hashem. Everything is from Hashem. So the power of the snake... He was going to kill the person because the person did that very. The minute he did tshuva, the snake didn't have the power to kill him anymore. He still had to. He still had to. Um, so he says here a story. You know, we have a, there's a famous saying. What's the famous saying? Everyone knows. No good. Go, no good deed goes unpunished. You ever hear that? No good deed goes unpunished. You know where that comes from? It comes from a story in the Ma'amleyes. No good deed comes unpunished. Ready? This is really it. How much time are we on so far? 56. How much? 56. 56? Four minutes. The best story in the whole place. The lesson for life. There's a story about a person who was going from Israel to Babylon. And he, and he, and he parked himself in the, in, the, in the road to eat. He saw two birds. And they were fighting with each other until one bird killed the other. The other bird didn't want to kill the other, but he did. So the bird went and it ripped off a piece of grass. And he put this grass on the dead bird, and the dead bird came to life. A, a, a certain herb that it put on it came to life. This guy's got a business now, baby. Right? He took from the, back, the grass, he put it into his pouch. He's going to bring back dead people in Israel. This guy's going to be a billionaire. On the way, he found a lion, a dead lion on the side of the road. So he tried it out. He took from the grass. And he put it on the lion. The lion came back to life. And he ate the man. Yeah. No good deed goes unpunished. He gave the, the lion, and he ate the man. V'zev shu'ama ben sira b'sifroi, ben sira wrote, al-taseh toivu l'ishra, don't do favors for a bad man, and then nothing bad will happen to you. He, <laughs> no good deed goes to punish, he gave the lion back its life, and it ate him. Shalom Aleichem, welcome to the world, man. Anyway, Shnevat Tzlochen, everyone. Mikol ha-sipurim ha-eleh, from all these stories tonight, anu lamdim, we learn, Hashem did not create anything in this world for no reason. And on, never say on anything that's in this world, why did Hashem create this? When I was a kid in camp, my Rebbe told me, I don't know who the Gadol was, but there were kids sitting in camp, and there were some leaves on the floor. Or maybe it was at the end of camp, and it was already full. Or maybe it was in Yeshiva, I don't know exactly. And the leaves were falling off the trees. And he asked his Rebbe, why does Hashem do that? Why, why do they have to fall off the tree? Let them just die on the tree. And he said, everything has a reason. And the Rebbe took the leaf, and he picked it up. It was a very hot day. And under the leaf was an inchworm who would have dried up in the sun. So even with the leaf, it was like, Hashem doesn't care about me. He's not running the world. He's not controlling the world. Even where a leaf lands, when it falls off a tree, has a cheshbon. Landed on an inchworm so the inchworm wouldn't die in the sun. Even where a leaf falls off a tree where it lands, so you don't think Hashem cares about you? Because about an inchworm that the leaf has to fall and on the left, so when you dried up from the sun, and he doesn't care about you. So that's what he says. The person has to realize 
that everything in this world has reason. And a person also has to realize that there's no trigger of any trauma that you went through in your life that you can't overcome if, when you're looking at that trigger, above it, more powerful than what happened, more powerful than anything in the world, is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And therefore, a copper snake who has no medicine and, and no life and no Yiddishkeit healed everyone because when they looked above the snake, they saw the human. That's why doctors have on their thing, it's a snake that goes around the, the stick and because that was the first time in the Torah that you see something that healed people that were dying. And that's why it's used to this day. We always like to see Tchiyas HaMesim. Bekarov, don't forget the book. Um, we got a couple of more pages left. And I really want, you know, it's a tchus because Kibbut of Aim, this book's going to be around forever. It's going to be something that's used in yeshiva. And every time a kid doesn't answer back his parent, or does a mitzvah of Kibbut of Aim, and your name is in that book, and Wallstein is selling long life. I should not, by tomorrow morning, this book should be sold out. What do you mean? I'm selling long life. I'm charging too little for long life. Long life in this world and in that world. I'm very cheap. Grab an eye. Call up right away. Again, it's 1718 or Nava. O H R N A A V or info at info at or Nava.com. O H R N A A V as in Victor A.com. Long life. Tomorrow morning. Leave messages tonight. We should be sold out by the morning. Hatzlacha. Good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.